0: Number six. Proverbs chapter six. All right, so five of us, okay. All right, looks like there's seven. Mr. Eddie, you can start us out. There's no hold, Mr. R- Mr. Redder. We got it.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, okay.
0: We got, we got. Hold on a second. Oh. So now we, now we have six people, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta that by thirty-five. What does Eight. that come to, Mr. Red I don't know. Let's don't do know. six, right. Mr. Ed. Six, Okay.
1: Right. <laughs> 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 My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend. Go humble thyself and make sure of thy friend. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thy eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant that sluggard, consider his ways, and be wise.
0: Thank you, Sister. All right, Sister Jessica.
2: Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O Slagard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall the, thy poverty come as one that travaileth in thy want as an armed man. A knotted person, a wicked man, walketh with a forward mouth.
0: Thank you.
1: He winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers, forwardness is in his heart, he deviseth mischief continually, he soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. There, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and the hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. Thank you, brother. I lost track. Which one? sir? The verse number. 19. Okay. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep thee from the evil woman, and from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lest not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Thank you.
2: twenty six for by means of a worship worship woman a man is brought to a brought to a piece of bread and the doctors alter otters uh, utter, will hunt for the pr- the pr- precious, uh, precious life life and can a man take a fire in his Bosom. and his and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon um, hot coals and his feet not be burned so that goeth and his neighbor's wife will so touches. Do not be innocent. Man do not despair a thief if he steal to sacrifice his soul when he is hungry, but but if he be found he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give how shall shall give all substance, substance of substance
0: of his
2: house. of his house.
0: That's it. Thank you. Appreciate it.
2: But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts.
0: Amen. Thank you, brother. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to Romans chapter ten, or chapter fourteen, verse ten. Romans chapter fourteen and verse ten. Tonight we want to preach again on the series of preaching about one another. And so we're going to talk about another portion of scripture that deals with one another and as we read in verse 10, uh, again as we stand to our feet one more time we'll read down to verse 13 out of Romans chapter 14. It says, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Verse 13 is where we find our one another. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and Lord, we come to you tonight, Lord, asking for the help of God. We pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit of God would blow upon us. God, I ask you tonight, God, that you'd help us to be in your presence and under your power. You guard our lips tonight, Lord. You lead and guide us, Father, as we preach and, God, as we listen. Father, we're asking tonight, Lord, change us for the glory of God. Help us to see, God, what you have to say about one another. Lord, I know uh, over a hundred times, dear God, the New Testament speaks of one another. We pray tonight, God, that we might find ourselves, uh, Lord, in accordance, dear God, in obedience to your word concerning one another. Help us not to live unto ourselves and die unto ourselves, but live unto the Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, tonight, God, that you'd move in every heart and every soul. Pray that you'd save that lost man and woman tonight. I pray for that one tonight who's saved, dear God, but just far away. God, cold and indifferent. Pray God should bring them back home tonight. Pray for that one who's sick and diseased and not feeling well tonight, Lord. I pray you'll help them as well. I pray tonight, God, for Brother Charles' his brother-in-law, Lord, who's passed away for his family. God, his wife and children tonight, Lord. I pray you be with their travel, God, as they go to Illinois for that funeral. Pray He might be a blessing and a help, dear God, to those people. Father, use, use us tonight for thy glory. Change us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach tonight too many judges. Have you found that to be so in your life? Too many judges? I mean, everywhere you go, somebody's a judge. Somebody's judging you. Uh, you're judging. They're judging. And so we find judges everywhere we go tonight. But. You know, the right kind of judge is the good judge, and it's necessary for our lives. Uh, I don't think tonight God would allow us to live without a judge in our life. Yeah. I don't think God wants us to live haphazardly. He do not want us to live like doing our own thing, and, and He wants us to live according to our rule or according to what we might think is right or what's wrong. I believe tonight that there has to be within our lives uh, some rules, there's got to be within our lives some boundaries. There's got to be within our lives tonight. Somebody is in charge, somebody who's ruling and reigning. Uh, tonight we all have to answer uh, tonight to, to others. And, and so we're not one tonight to say, that you know what, I've got it free tonight. I do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it, and where I want to do it, and why I want to do it. Nobody's got anything to say about it because I'm my own man, I'm my own woman, and I'm in America. We live in a free country. You know, tonight you're not Christian. Tonight, that's not how Christians live tonight. Christians live under the rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And not only that tonight, but we submit ourselves to the authority of the land. Right. We, forget, we, we, we submit ourselves to the authorities uh, of work and the authorities of home. Uh, we, we, uh, we are people tonight that are not unruly, but we're people tonight that will submit ourselves to the rule of those that are around us tonight. If they say that we can't do that, then we are not do that. If they say we can, then we should tonight. Uh, I'm just saying tonight, and a basic rule, as a basic mindset of a Christian tonight, is I want to be obedient to all authorities in my life. Now, when authorities begin to tell us or begin to move into us as if we are going to be disobedient to the Word of God, Or we're going to do something that is not according to the scripture tonight, we have every right to rebel. Amen? And so we find tonight uh, that uh, in the scripture it speaks of one another. In the one that's speaking of tonight, it says in verse 13, let us not therefore judge one another anymore. So we're talking about judgment tonight. We're talking about judges. We're talking about you and I tonight not judging one another. But I want you to notice, first of all, in order for us to get to verse 13, we got to go to verse 10. And in verse 10, I want you to notice tonight that there is a judge. There is a judge. And that judge in verse 10 is, no, is, 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 is the one tonight that we would consider to be our Lord and our Savior. For it says in the last portion of that scripture, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And so tonight you can just know that Christ is at the judgment seat. Amen. He's at the throne of God tonight. He is the judge. We find throughout the scripture tonight uh, that God the Father has given all things unto Him Son and His Son to judge. And we know tonight that God is the judge. Not man, not government tonight, not you, not me, but He is the judge tonight. Now I want you to notice two things tonight. He says to other judges he says in verse 10 for why dost thou judge thy brother so he's saying that that we are judges too right. he said why are you judging your brother in other words you're taking the place of a judge and so there's judge number one I put it here so that we can under, deal with judge number one we know who the judge is right. but there is a judge and we are being considered tonight as one of those people who judge. The question was asked by Paul through the Holy Ghost of God is why would you judge, that scripture there in verse 10, why dost thou judge thy brother? Now that's a simple question tonight. Uh, there's no, you don't have to have another, another Bible. You ain't got to have another interpretation tonight. The King James Bible is just, Really understandable right there. Why would you judge thy brother? Now, he's talking about thy brother. He's talking about thy Christian. He's talking about the children of God. He's not talking about your, your brother where you can, you can judge your sister, but you can't judge your brother. That's, that's not what it means. You can judge your mother. You can judge your father. You can judge your children, but you can't judge your brother. So no brothers can be judged in the world. That's not what it's saying. It's saying brother by the way of being a Christian. By way of your brother in Christ, your sister in Christ. He's talking about tonight, why would you do that? I mean, why would you judge thy brother? Why would you judge thy sister? Uh, and by the way, tonight, we lose, I think, sometimes, if you're married to a Christian, they're a brother and sister in Christ. That's right. Do you know that? Tonight, if you're married to a Christian tonight, when you get to heaven, you won't be married to them, but you'll be a brother and sister to them. So what goes greater and farther than the grave tonight is our brother and sister, not our husband and wife. We've got to remember that tonight, that each one of us lives in our homes that are saved and born again. Tonight, them are brothers and sisters in Christ. So not only are we as a parent or as a spouse have responsibility to those individuals as that in a role, but we have a greater responsibility as being a Christian. And so tonight, we've got to remember in our homes tonight, it's not just a spouse, It's not just a child. It's not just a family member. It's a brother and sister in Christ. And now we got greater uh, responsibilities and accountabilities with that. So we find the question being asked tonight from the judge to us that are judges is why would you judge? Why does thou judge thy brother? That word judge there means condemn. Why would you condemn your brother? And I think there ought to be a question tonight that you and I are to pose within our hearts. Why would we condemn anyone? Why would you not only condemn thy brother or thy sister, but that word, that word judge means punish. Why would you punish your brother? Why, the, third, the third definition would be damn. Why would you damn your brother? Why would you do that? So that's the question tonight. You say, I do that because he deserved it. I do that because uh, she asked for it. Uh, I did that because nobody else would. I did that because, well, the Holy Ghost of God is asking us tonight as Christians in the house of God is why would you judge, condemn, and why would you punish your brother or sister in Christ? Why would you do that? And so sometimes we've got to think about these questions tonight and what would be our answer? We find secondly to judge number two, he asked a, t- a little bit of different question there. He said, why dost thou set at naught, thy brother? That word there said it naught. It means why do you lightly esteem thy brother? Why do you lightly esteem your brother or sister in Christ? Why do you why do you not only lightly esteem, but it means why do you think less of your brother or sister? Why do you have no account? Of your brother or your sister. So there's two questions that's asked, two different thoughts that's being asked about it. One is, is why are you judging? Why are you punishing? Why are you damning? Why are you sentencing your brother? Then why are you uh, thinking less of your brother? Why are you taking no account of your brother, uh, like they're not important, like they have no value, like like their word don't matter, uh, like their opinion don't count. You know, why are you treating other people, either the way? Good questions, aren't it? Because it seems like tonight that when some other people in your life comes around, you show greater attention, you show greater appreciation, and you show greater respect. But when your wife comes around, she doesn't get that. Right. Or your husband comes around and he doesn't get it. Or your children come around and they get less than that. And yet somebody else's children come or somebody else comes around and you actually stand up and salute. Tonight, I'm just saying, in the way of our lives, we've got to be more aware of what the question is. The question is, is, why would you take somebody as a brother and sister? Why would you punish them? And then secondly, why would you think less of them? Good questions that we need to concentrate upon tonight. And so we find uh, there is a judge. And so he's talking to the uh, judges, judge number one and judge number two. I noticed the third point I want to make tonight, in this point, there is a judge, and he makes a statement to all judges. To a judge that would judge another brother and sister, to another a judge that would set it naught to a brother and sister. Now he's taking it, he's taken tonight that you and I will do either one of those. We'll judge our brother and sister, and we'll set it naught, our brother and sister. We will punish them or we will think less of them. So then he says this in the last portion of verse 10. He says, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And now he's taken all the little judges, he's taken all the a-judges, he's put them all together in a category. In this category he calls them all. He says, so all you that are judges, that are Setting at naught individuals and you are judging individuals. He says, "I just want all of us just to come together to know that we're all that are judging and setting at naught one another, that there is another judge that we're all going to stand before one day, we're all going to give an account to. So remember in your life, remember at your home and your work and your church and, and when you're thinking less of others, and when you're punishing everybody, just remember. That there is a judge, which is you, but there is the judge that you've got to stand before. And you're going to have to give an account to. That's scary. That's scary. Because, see, we're talking about where the rubber meets the road tonight. We're not talking about something that's theological uh, misunderstanding. We're not talking about something that takes a degree to to get it. We're talking about basic life. Mm -hmm. We're talking about what happens to us on a daily basis. Every day we're judging people. That's true. Every day we're setting people at it naught. It's why I don't mean to, I don't want to, but that's not the question tonight. The issue tonight is this, is this what God wants you to know while you're judging people, while you're thinking less of people, he says you're going to have to give an account to me for that. And that tells us tonight that we're going to have to stand before the judge. Verse 10 tells us, the last portion, the judgment seat of Christ is telling us that Jesus Christ is the judge. Now I want you to notice the judgment seat of Christ tonight. Every person that is saved and born again will be present. If you're saved tonight and you thank God for your salvation on the judgment seat of Christ, you will be there present. Well, we find that in 1 Corinthians. Turn there with me to just the 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and a few chapters over to your right. Let me read it to you. I'm not going to preach on it tonight, but just want to uh, make mention of it tonight. It says in verse 12 of chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work for what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so by fire. Jesus Christ being the foundation there. And verse 11, and we find tonight as you stand before the Lord on the judgment seat of Christ, you won't be judged for your sin. Your sin was judged on the cross of Calvary, but you will be judged on your life. You may judge with your works that you've done, the works that you have uh, manifested. And uh, we find tonight in that judgment seat of Christ that every Christian is present, but every Christian will be presenting. The Bible says they will stand before They'll stand before in Romans chapter 14 as we see all standing before. Not laying down, not kneeling down, not walking around, not talking, not visiting, not enjoying the day, not enjoying the streets of gold, not enjoying the sights and the scenes and the smells. But you're going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. And every work you ever committed and every work you ever done, whatever action that might have been, whatever word that I have even said, matter of a deed that you ever did, uh, the very thing about the judgment of this judgment is all about motive. Mm-hmm. All about intent. Uh-huh. It's not what actually you've done, it's why you've done it. Right. It's not why you come to church, I mean it's not how you come to church tonight, it's why you come to church. It's not you reading your Bible and you say, okay, I get a little notch in my belt because I read my Bible. No, you get a notch in your belt because you read the Bible because Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life and you love Him, you want to please Him. And boy, I tell you, you just want to know more of God's Word. I've got a hunger and thirst for His Word and I can't get enough of it, friend. There you find something of value. But just because tonight you do something, just because you go through the preaching of this message tonight, it could be possible tonight I could preach tonight and, I will, and this preaching tonight could be wood, hay, and stubble in the eyes of God. Because I'm preaching in the flesh, I'm preaching because that's what I want to preach. I'm preaching tonight with the motive or the intent to show off or to to show forth my abilities or to give you something that I can get bragged upon or somebody can pat me on the shoulder and say, good job, Brother Larry. That's a great great message. And that might be my motivation of preaching tonight and that might be my intent tonight is to to really impress you guys. And and if that's the case tonight, then this night, this this work is going to burn up on the day of the judgment seat of Christ right? right and so we find tonight it's not just you doing it it's why you do it Correct. and so that's that's even deeper tonight yes, that's even that, that's even more I guess you would use the word fearful tonight to think tonight that, that sometimes we just do what we do because we do, it by, uh, we do it by tradition or we do it by habit or we just do it because it's the right thing to do or we do it because we just know that's what everybody wants us to do or we, we do it because if I don't do it, I'll make somebody mad. You know, tonight, all those reasons mean nothing. That's right. There's no value in any of that tonight. The value comes with the intent and the motive. And we find tonight as we see that so clear, that every Christian is presenting themselves and they're going to be responsible to God. Look at verse 11. He says, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me. And tonight in this thought about judging one another tonight and about setting and not one another, we've got to understand that we're going to present to God as we stand before Him. And as we present to Him, we're going to present to Him that we're responsible to God. We're going to, the Bible says that every knee shall bow. Now, when you're bowing before Him tonight, you're going to find that's going to be a responsibility you have to Him. I can't hardly think tonight that I would bow down to him knowing in my heart that the motives and intents in which I did what I did tonight was selfish. That it was, it was something tonight that, not that because, because somebody was going to give me something or somebody was going to do something for me is why I did what I did for God tonight. That's a sad, sorrowful place to be. But listen, there's a responsibility. And as you stand before God, you'll find that there will be a responsibility to God right? Number two, there's a reliability to God. He says, you shall confess with your mouth the Lord God. So there is now a reliability. So when I stand before God, it's not going to, hey, how you doing, Larry? Man, I tell you, it's been a long time. Uh, You know, I remember when I created you. I remember when you got reborn. I remember when I called you to preach. I remember when you down there preaching and serving God. I remember those days, and now here you are. No, that ain't going to happen right there. I'm going to bow down, and I'm going to confess with my tongue that He's God. Because, see, I'm responsible to Him. I'm reliable to Him. Number three, I'm accountable to Him. We find in the Scripture tonight, in that verse, verse 12, It says, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. That's accountable. What are you trying to say, brother? I'm just saying to you tonight that I'm not accountable to you, to not judge you, nor to set you a knot. I'm accountable to God. Right? I mean, if I live in this mindset, if I live in this state tonight, I live in the fear of God. Is that true? I won't have the fear of man. I care not what man can do unto me. The Bible teaches that if I please man, then I can't please God. And if I can't please God, I can't become a servant of God. And many of us tonight are trying to please man. We're trying to make our spouses happy. We're trying to make our children happy. We're trying to make our workers happy. We're trying to make our bosses happy. We're trying to make our church members We're trying to make the world happy. You can't make everybody happy. And we're spending much time and much money and much energy and much thought in wasting our lives. And that day when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, as we fall down and bow in accountability and reliability to Him and give responsibility to Him, He says that you've got to give an account of yourself to me. If I tell you tonight, that's fearful. This ain't no joke. This isn't something that might happen, could happen, possibly happen, you know, uh, they talk about it, they said something about it, but really it may not ever happen, but it will happen tonight. Of himself means reasoning of himself. Tonight you're going to stand before God one one day and you're going to give him the reason why you did what you did. You're going to have to give him the reason of what you said and why you said it. That word word account means motive of himself. You're going to have to tell God tonight why that you come to church and why you read his Bible, why you gave out tracts and why you preached messages and why you led Sunday school and why that you led the music and why you lived for God and what you did for your family and how you did it for God. You're going to have to give an account one day and tell him what was the motive. The word means intent of himself. What was my intent? Tonight I'm just saying, I want to be real, don't you? Amen. Me being real tonight does not determine on what I do. It determines on why I do it. That's right. Is that true? Yes, sir. Could put, you can put this in the marriage. You can put this in the parenting. You put this in the job. You can put this principle in all of our lifestyles. And, friend, if somebody who said, that you say I love you, and they don't really believe that you love them, friend, it don't matter how many times you tell them that you love them. Right. The intent and the motive of it is not there. Uh-huh. It's not. Uh-huh. It's not. I'm just telling you tonight. And we cannot be so deceived and so buffaloed tonight by our flesh and world and the devil to think we can live our lives in plastic, being fake. We can't tonight. Friend, we're going to have to understand that we're going to stand before this judge. And this judge has already died on the cross for our sin, so there's no sin to be talked about. But there is works to be talked about and why those works were performed. One of them is judging one another, setting it not one another. We find here secondly tonight not only the judge, but I notice you... Or not the judge. You're a judge, but you're not the judge. This must be important to us in relationships tonight, isn't it? Like, my word is not the final word. And my decision about you in your life is not the final decision. And we've got to understand uh, that we can't present ourselves tonight as the judge, we can present ourselves as a judge. But we look looking at verse 13, we find the Bible says, Let us not therefore judge one another any more. Any So tonight the Bible is teaching us that, that you're not the judge, and that means tonight you have to come to a place in your life where you stop judging one another. Right. You've got to stop. You've got to come to a place where you don't do that any longer. So what are we? Tonight we're judges. Because the Bible says in verse 13, let us not therefore judge one another anymore. If that's the case tonight, he's talking to judges. Isn't he? He's saying to you that judge, don't judge anymore. So tonight he's talking to all of us. Stop judging. Right now, quick. Not if, ands, but, wills, okays. Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't live with the man I live with. Uh, you don't raise children I raise, and you don't live with, you don't work with the guy that I work with. And uh, do not judge anymore. That's just it. Very simple tonight. Quit. Stop. Any more? Well, I, I, you can't get no more. Probably fundamental than that tonight. Let us there, not us not, therefore, judge one another any more. And so we find this is what we are doing. Do you find yourself doing this? Do you find yourself living like this? Were you judging your children, you're judging your spouse, you're judging your coworkers, you're judging church members, you're judging family members, you're judging people out in Wally World, you're, you're, you're judging people down at the gas station, you're judging people when you walk around, you're judging people when you see the homeless, you're judging, the, I mean, you're just judging people. You're setting it naught. You're thinking less. You're giving them no account. He said, don't do that no more. Why, why? Because you have a, you have a judge, and you're going to stand before him one day. Don't do it no more. So we find tonight uh, that's who we are. But also notice in verse 13 what we should not be. The Bible says we should not be judging one another. One another. Stop judging one another. Quit deciding. That word judge means decide. Stop deciding for one another. Stop deciding for one another. I think that you need to go and... What? What? Who in the world do you think you are to decide what goes on in my life? Who are you to say what needs to take place in my life? You know what I think? Man, we've got to get to the place, friend, where we've got to stop being judges. Mm -hmm. Stop deciding what needs to happen. Deciding what you need to do. And we use words like this. I think... Somehow we think if we say, I think. Now, I would, if you say, I decide that you go now and you pick up that car. Or you say it like this. I think you ought to go pick up the car. Mm-hmm. It means the same. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we try to cut, candy coat it, you know, try to cover it up a little bit, throw a little bit on the rug. But oh, we're being judges. The word decide tonight, stop deciding for each other tonight. Stop calling in question. That word judge means to call in question each other. Like someone says, hey, where did you go? Oh, I went down to, let's say, Home Depot. No, you didn't. What? What did you do when you was there? Well, I went down there to the tools and then I went over there to the paint. Oh, I bet you did. I bet you went to the gardening. <laughs> you know, this is silly illustrations, but I'm just trying to present something to you tonight. When you, ever, you and I come to the place where we begin to decide for people and we begin to come in a place where we think that somehow, some way, that we can just uh, call in question what people's motives are. I know what you're thinking. I know what's in your heart. Amen. I'm just telling you, friend, we're, we're, we're pretty much in trouble tonight. We're calling in question people. That's called judging. Whenever you find yourself deciding for each other, that's judging. Let me think of another one here. That word judge means when you think. When you're thinking that you know, mm-hmm. it's judging. I mean, you don't even have to say it. But in your mind and in your heart, you're thinking, uh-huh. I know what that old sorry, low down, no good rat is up to. No, you don't, you're judging. Amen. When am I supposed to say it tonight? I'm guilty, brother. We all stand before the judgment seat of Christ yes. and give an account of himself before God. You know what he says to do? Stop. 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 Quit. Don't. No more. And I wonder tonight if we can make a commitment to God, say, God, I quit tonight. I'm going to tell you something what frustrates me is when people do that to me. Mm -hmm. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's at church, whether wherever I'm at, you know, sometimes, for example, like you walk around in a store and somebody's watching you like you're going to steal something. And you walk around and come, what are you you wanting? Ain't none of your business what I'm wanting. Right? If I want you to know what I want, I'll let you know what I want. Uh But until then... Don't assume that I'm trying to steal something. I'm just saying And tonight we find ourselves, we think that we're not judges. I I promise you tonight, as soon as I got started here, you're saying, not me. I don't judge nobody. Then we kind of set it naught when you kind of think less of people or when you kind of lightly esteem people. You say, I might do that every once in a while right there. But now we get a little deeper in it, and it's when you ever come to a place and you decide for somebody. And now we kind of just have to say, (laughs) locked up on this one. We find tonight that what we should not be is judges of one another. What we find ourselves is judges of one another. He says, don't do that. Now let's turn real quickly tonight to Matthew chapter 7. And a lot of people know this scripture. I'm not going to preach the passage. I'm just going to mention the passage uh, so that we can kind of see the parallel of what's being said here tonight, what Jesus is saying uh, tonight along with this Romans chapter 14. But here in chapter 7, verse 1, a lot of people use this verse here about judge me not and stuff like that. We find tonight it says, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with What judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Let me explain that to you tonight. Tonight, if you don't stop judging, this is where you're going to end up at. That the judgment that you bring upon individuals is the same judgment that you're going to be held to. And this is something tonight that I think Christians are horrible with. Christians set expectations, and Christians set borders, and Christians set lines, and they expect you to keep, and they expect you to be, they expect you to to have, and yet at the same time, they don't even meet their own expectations. You know what I'm saying? So be careful tonight when you look at your spouse or look at your children or look at anyone and you're telling them, you say, okay, now listen, I don't want anybody in here uh, to walk into the kitchen and to pull out a glass of milk and and, and put some chocolate in it. And then you walk in the next day and get a glass of milk and put chocolate in it. Listen, friend, something bad wrong with you. I'm just saying tonight, if if you're going to be a judge, then this is what you're going to be measured by. Mm -hmm. Everything that you're judging people for or what you're going to be judged for. So it's a mirror. Uh You want to go ahead tonight and continue your judgment? Well, you're going to live being judged. And that same judgment is going to be upon you. What we find here, secondly tonight, I notice is that The Bible teaches there in verse 2. I'm sorry, verse. uh, Yeah, verse 2 it says, verse 3 And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Not only tonight will you be judged by the same measure in which you judge, but you're going to be handicapped. And this handicap was this tonight, you see others' faults. You see others, the Bible says, thou, the, why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? Why do you beholdest that? Why do you see that? Why are you looking at the others' faults? Why are you looking at the others' sins or the others' down, uh, downwards or are there something that's wrong with them or something that you don't like or something that you don't approve of? And at the same time, you have something within your eye. And he's saying, why do you do such a thing whenever you are not clean either? You need to clean up your own house. You need to get in your closet. And you need to get to cleaning. You need to be quiet. And stop telling everybody else how to live their lives. Tell everybody else how to straighten out their lives when you got to, your life is a mess. Correct. So here you are tonight in the way of this judging. You've got something in your eye and you're worried about somebody else's eye. The Lord Jesus Christ is not interested in that. Amen. And so he, he goes and says that you're handicapped because when you have something in your life, and you're trying to talk about somebody else's in their life, you're handicapped. You ain't got nothing to say, friend. And whenever somebody does that to you, you ought to present to them, listen, won't you go home and get the little moat out of your eye? And then we'll talk about the beam in my eye. Amen? You say, well, brother, is that good? Yeah, that's real good. That's biblical. That's what Jesus said. Remember Matthew chapter 7 and verse 3. Quote it to them. Whenever they wanted to line out, you're doing this, 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 you're doing this. You're doing this. When they get done with a long list of laundry, let's turn to Matthew chapter 7 verse 3 for just a moment. And Bible says, it's why. Another question. Why? Verse 3. Why beholdest thou the moat in thy brother's eye went, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? You're handicapped. Number three, number three, you're deceived. Look there in verse 4. It says, Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye? Behold, a beam is in thine eye. And what that means tonight is this, is why this brother or sister has this in their lives, and you want to be a savior. And you want to come to them, and you want to come to them and say, Listen, let's talk about your situation. Let's, you ever done this before when somebody's talking to you about something and you bring something else up, they bring something else up? And this is, this is let's just use it as it is. The children are pretty bad about this. You go to one child, you go to the, you go to the parent, you say to the parent, hey, this child right here, man, it, 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 it's something going on with that child. And the parent says of another child, well, you don't ever say anything about that child. Really? You think you get anything accomplished like that? I mean, it's, it's always when you the spouses are bad about this too. You know what? When I come home, you know, I'd like to have i like to have a, a meal on the table there. Yeah, when I when I get home, when I get up in the morning too, I wouldn't like your shoes to be on the ground either. <laughs> right? That's just how it works. Stop. Quit. And we find tonight, according to what Jesus is saying, is you're deceived. For how in the world can you tonight consider not your own eyes when you're trying to pull out of somebody else's? You're deceived. You're handicapped. And lastly, I notice here in verse 5, the Bible says you're a hypocrite. It says, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Now, does God not want the mote or the beam to come out of thy brother's eye? Yeah, He wants it to come out. And does He want you to help Him to get it out? Yeah, He does. That's what part of being together is all about: is looking at each other and warning each other and telling each other the truth, right? right. But what we got to do up front, though, is that word that word beam there. It means like a tree. We're talking about a tree. A big tree, like that. Put your arms around it. And what Jesus is saying, he says, until you get a big tree out of your eyes, you can't even see because the tree's in your eyes. Right. He said that when you pull that tree out of your eyes, he said now you can go to your brother, and that word moat means twig. A little bitty dried up twig, it means so we have a big old tree. We got a little bitty twig. And you, the judge, is worried about a twig. You're worried about a little something over here that really has much meaning to it. while you got a big old problem in your life. Tonight you're a hypocrite. If you're in your home and you're in your family tonight and you're worried about twigs and you're not concerned about the beam and you're, and you're not concerned about the tree in your life, You're a hypocrite. That's what the Bible teaches. I was saying tonight, this thing about being a judge is a pretty serious matter. Tonight, can I say this? is what we must be, though. Look there back into our text in Romans chapter 14. Hey, man, isn't this good? I love it when God steps on me. God hammers me, man. I say amen to that. I need it and I want it, and give me more of it. Amen. We find tonight in our passage of verse 13, it says, but judge this rather. So tonight we, we're going to have to know that you must choose to be a judge. Look what it says, but it tells us tonight, but judge this rather. So, brother, what you you, talking? You're confusing me. You said that there is the judge, which is Jesus, and then you're telling me not to be a judge, and now you're telling me to be a judge. Yeah, that's not confusing. You're not a judge of one another. That's what you're not a judge of, but you have to be a judge of you. Right. Stop judging one another. That's what the beam and that's what the moat's all about. You're over there judging one another while you're not judging yourself. And we find right here in the scripture, it's very clear what we need to do and we should do tonight, is that we are a judge. But it says, but judge. And what are we going to judge? Well, it ain't going to be one another. It's going to be judging two things. Number one, tonight, and we'll close, this is what you need to judge. You need to judge according to verse 13 that no man put a stumbling block in his brother's way. That's what you need to judge. Sad to say tonight that there's parents in homes tonight as stumbling blocks to your family. Tonight is sad to say, but your stumbling blocks at work, stumbling blocks at church, stumbling blocks at families where you go because you are causing trouble and problems because you're continuing to judge everyone and not judge this. You're not, you've got to come to a place in your heart and your life that it's not to cause the brethren to sin. And what I mean by this tonight is this. Would you say tonight if somebody would cuss you out, would you say that's bad? Why is it bad? Well, because the Bible teaches. Let not evil communication proceedeth out of thy mouth. Right? Talks about, talks about the bitter. Talks about the fresh water. Those two. I mean, it talks about, through the Scripture, about cursing. So we, we understand what the Bible says, right? So, you go home. You have a bad day. You come in. And you tell everybody... I nobody talk to me. I don't want nobody say nothing to me at all. I had a bad day today and it didn't go well. And I'm going to sit right here in the chair and I'm just going to drink my Coke or drink my, my tea there and I'm going to watch the, uh, the news right there and I just want to be quiet for just a moment. And the wife comes in and says, who do you think you are coming in the house like that telling everybody not to say something like that, not to talk to you that way? I I think that you're rude, I think you're mean, I I think you're obnoxious. That's what she's saying to her husband. Husband gets up and cusses her out. Who's wrong there? You say both are wrong, right? But what happened there, and it happens on so many occasions, is you do what you do because you responded from what somebody else did. And now they said a cuss word, but you're the one who provoked it. Right. This is what it's talking about. Do not put a stumbling block in the way of your brethren by causing him to sin. you right. another thing, when you women walk out and you're showing your bodies and you're showing your curvatures of your body, and this is the mindset of a many of people tonight. They walk out there and they say, Listen, it's my body. God gave it to me. I can wear what I want on it and I can do what I want with it. And you know what? If men lust after me, that's their problem. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. You're putting a stumbling block. That's right. what our brother's way. Yes, sir. Is that true? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's true. So we got to come to a place in our lives tonight. We can't cause anybody to sin. If, if, If we get mad, or we get whatever, or we get sarcastic or whatever, and our actions create them to sin, we've sinned. Mm-hmm. We're wrong. Yes. You say, but they're wrong. T-. Don't worry about them. You worry about yourself. Right. The Bible teaches tonight not to put a stumbling block in front of thy brother's way. And that is tonight not to cause them to sin. That word stumbling block, knowing doesn't mean not to, to cause someone not to sin, but it also means this tonight in the way of stumbling. It means tonight to cause a brethren to slip up. Slip up. Not necessarily sin, but maybe they come to church and, and you go to them and, and you don't say something to them, or maybe you don't uh, treat them like you treat the rest of the people and they feel like that you don't like them. So they leave out here and don't come back. they slipping up. You say, well, some problem with them, man. They got a mental issue. No, you got a spiritual problem. Because you caused that brother or that sister to slip. See, it sure does turn around the whole thing, don't it? A lot of times we're thinking about them people who sin and those people who slip up. They're, they need to get their act together. But you know who needs to get their act together? Is the judges. That's who needs to get our act together. We cannot cause people to slip. We cannot cause people to sin. And we can't cause people tonight to find themselves in a stumbling manner. And boy, I tell you, uh, this is something we need so bad. That we, we, we got to stop stumbling our, our spouses. We got to stop stumbling our children. We got to stop stumbling our church members. We got to stop stumbling... Our family members. Some of us tonight we wonder why people don't come to church. in our family, well, you've you just been a stumbling block. That's why. You've been worried about their their beam. <laughs> when you got a, you've been worried about their moat. While you get a big old beam in your line, in your mind, in your eye. I'm just saying tonight. What do we need to judge? We need to judge that we don't put a stumbling block in our brother or sister's way. That's what we judge. Not one another. If you and I could just concentrate tonight, every day, about not throwing out a stumbling block with our words, with our deeds, with our behaviors, with our reactions, responses, right? It's not our actions that usually go wrong, it's our reactions that go wrong. And so we find tonight, if we can concentrate, if we can consider tonight, as tonight as we come to the altar, or as we just speak with the Lord, and as we move on to our Christian walk and Christian lives, that Lord, help me to consider and help me to concentrate that I stop judging one another, but I begin to judge that I don't put out stumbling blocks. Because like i got stand before you one day and give an account. Serious matters. So we find tonight the second thing that he tells us, that we need to judge, not only in the stumbling block, but not to put a snare. The Bible says there in that verse 13, are an occasion to fall. Not a stumbling block. This is an occasion to fall. What does that mean to you and I? Well, it means this tonight. It means that we need to pay attention, that we don't come to a place that we uh, just ignore, and we kind of find ourselves easing off, and then we cause a brethren to be trapped. Trapped. Trapped in their sin, or trapped in their mind, or trapped in their ways, or trapped, for example, you say you're a Christian, and yet your behavior is unchristian, and now in their mind they're thinking, boy, is he a Christian or not a Christian? That individual is trapped. Is that true? Yes, sir. Yeah. So tonight we gotta be careful not only to make that we don't cause a stumbling block, but we don't cause a trap. Our children, our children, we can't trap them. Tonight we're wrong. That word of no occasion there means it means tonight not only to be trapped, but it also means in the way of a snare. It brings forth the thought of being imprisoned. You ever been you ever been in a home where you gotta walk on like eggshells? If, if you're the one tonight that's creating everybody in the house to walk on eggshells, you need to get your heart right tonight. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to live in a home that you have to walk on eggshells. Right? right. Amen. Right. When somebody walks in the house and all, everybody just shuts down and shudders and changes their way. I mean, there's people tonight with your, when you're, we're certain people and you call them, they won't even answer the phone. There's something weird with that. Is that true? What is wrong? Well, that individual in which the phone rings and immediately it's like, who is that? What do they want? 9,000 questions. I don't know. It just rang. You look at it. Oh, that's just Brother Larry. You don't answer. Tax, can't text. Tax. I texted you today, man. What happened? Oh, I got it turned off because I don't want nobody to hear the ding, ding, dong, ding, dong, whatever that sound is, right? When you come in, you got to come in and you got to do a certain thing. You got to walk into the kitchen. You got to kiss her on the cheek and you got to tell her I love you. And then you got to go down here and you got to sit here. I mean, if you walk any way different, if you don't do the same kiss, you don't do the same routine, then, then man, it, it's a, what you've done, you've imprisoned people. They can't even be themselves. Right? I know we're getting close to home. I know tonight that that's kind of getting in the home inside the address and in the living room and probably in the bedroom. But friend, it's true. The Bible says give no occasion. That's a trapment, That's an imprisonment. And then lastly, it means tonight an enslavement. An enslavement. Don't Judge one another, but judge this rather that you don't bring anybody into enslavement, into imprisonment, into a place of a snare or a trap. Friend, that's what the Bible's teaching tonight. This is the judge that you are to be a judge of. Not stumbling, not bringing occasion. Now, tonight I believe if all of us would just stop being a judge of one another and start judging this, you'd be a blessing. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Tonight, everybody in your home will stop judging one another and start judging the stumbling and start judging the occasion. Yeah, so you, you'd be a help. You wouldn't be a hurt. You wouldn't be a, of trouble. You wouldn't be a problem. I mean, everybody like to come home. And when they get there, it's pretty sweet. Everybody like to come to church. You know, there's always one in church, isn't there? We find tonight, if you judge like this, boy, it would be acceptable to man and to God. Last verse, verse 21, and I'll close. It says, It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. This is the proper judgment of every Christian tonight. is that you need to be humble, you need to be considerate, and you need to be willing and you need to do what with that? Well, you got to be willing to judge on what you do and what you say and what you think. That you don't stumble, that means you call someone to sin. That you don't offend, that means you don't displease or hurt. And thirdly, that you don't, that the word weak there, that means you make somebody powerless or feeble in your presence. If you do that tonight, this is the very place of a judge. And you'll be a good judge. You'll be a biblical judge. You'll be a scriptural judge. You'll be a judge that God would be pleased with. But if you judge one another, God's not pleased with that judge. God's pleased with the judge, though. Whatever they do, they make sure that they don't do three things. They don't stumble, offend, or make weak. Help us tonight, Lord. We need help. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. As we search out our hearts, our homes, our lives, we think about this thing about judging tonight and how we probably just think much about it. But we're guilty of it. May God bring conviction to our hearts tonight. You say, why do you bring these things about one another? Because I want to be in unity with y'all. And then I want your home to be in unity. And I believe we keep on ignoring the situations and the issues that just don't get better. But we've got to hit them straight on. we got to find tonight that we don't need judges of one another in homes and churches and workplaces. We need judges to judge themselves. So they don't stumble offend, or make weak. How about you tonight? Some have come to the altar. Would you come? Let's just do business with the Lord. Let's do business. It's time. It's time. It's time tonight. I'll be alarmed tonight if anybody in this room would say, I'm not guilty of any of that. I'll be alarmed with that. i would be shocked. Tonight I'm so guilty. I'm so deserving tonight to God not to do anything for me. Hear my prayer or bless me in any way. God help me tonight. I think many times we got our eyes and we got our, our fingers pointing at the wrong people and the wrong things. And We need to look at ourselves. We need to get in the mirror and say, Lord, it's me. I've, I've created such a problem in my home. I, I've created such a problem in my marriage. I've created such a problem in our church, in my workplace. Lord, it's me. I just criticize. I murmur. I gripe. I complain. I say I'm going to do things I don't. I yell. I scream. You know, I'm just, I'm just out of, I'm out of control. I am a judge of one another. Don't want to be, but that just seems to be. A lot of times we're raised that way. Our our culture tonight makes us that way. The people that we listen to. They persuade us that way. What I preach tonight is not normal. It's biblical. What I preach tonight is in the majority of our lives that God wants it out of our lives. I wonder tonight, can we just get obedient with him? It'll transform your home, your heart, your church. Oh, as we pray tonight, as we pray, as you're praying, I believe it bring a revival in our hearts tonight if we can get a hold of this. God give him. Just pray, just get a hold of the Lord tonight, just speak to him. We're in no hurry. We're in a hurry for him to do something with us and on us. Help us tonight. Keith, won't you just pray for us tonight concerning that message tonight. Then after that, we'll take some prayer requests. If you don't mind, brother.
1: I know.